What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Thoreau Show. My name is Matt. I'm Victoria. And, um... We're back in business. Back in business. I'm not sure when we're going to stop like posting. Like, obviously, when we have our baby, <laughs> we're going to have a little hiatus while we figure it out, mm-hmm. that transition period. But I don't know if we're going to stop, like just keep going until or if we're gonna maybe be like, have like a hard stop and have like a goodbye for now you know what i mean yeah because i'm gonna be 36 weeks on thursday so we're in the final final leg but having a lot of braxton hicks contractions this bun is just about done yeah for for sure it's this has been more intense than i because i didn't get i think we talked about it on the last one i didn't go into labor naturally with our daughter I got induced so I don't know what like going into labor feels like so I'm a little on edge like yeah. you know what I mean like are they is it gonna like is he gonna come early is he gonna come on time is he gonna be late because our our daughter was huge mm-hmm. she was an ounce shy of nine pounds so yeah. I had to be induced I'd be happy with on time me too maybe a little early I don't, I don't know there's early stresses time. me out because like <laughs> in my head like okay april 13th and like any earlier than that i'm like i'm not ready i know we need to pack our hospital bag we need to pack our hospital bag we need to we need to but i just keep pushing it off and i'm like eh. it won't yeah. be that hard to do it, it really isn't that hard to do but it's just like it's a pretty uh one of those things like I feel like both times we've had our kids it's been like a pretty wild time in the world I mean I guess what time is it not wild yeah but like first kid it was like peak of the pandemic that was not fun this kid it's like the financial institutions oh, about yeah. to collapse <laughs> maybe we'll get a discount at the hospital <laughs> my friend's stressing me out there was this uh, you probably heard of it there was this bank called uh, Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley Bank, bank that yeah. uh, went bankrupt I think it was the second or third biggest bank to go bankrupt in like all history. But what can happen is like people freak out. And like it's when people freak out that stuff's bad stuff started happening. Like everyone was just chill and went on like normal, we'd be good. But if everyone freaks out and does like everyone does a bank run and goes and tries to pull all their money out all at once, then crap just hits the That happened last time I think I didn't work at the bank then but I remember one of my managers saying like when the recession hit it was just like chaos because like everyone was pulling all their money out mm-hmm. and it was just like I don't know like I don't work at the bank anymore but man I wonder what that would be like because I used to have to order money for the bank like I used to have to like they get shipments and stuff and I remember like it was so hard to predict like (laughs) well and it's tax season too a lot of people that was one thing i learned when i worked at the bank that i was like what because we never really got a refund until we had our daughter we always owed Mm -hmm. and that's like something that happens around taxis and people will file their taxes get like a six eight thousand dollar return and pull it all out so it was like you had to have a lot of money on one big night at the club you know And I remember like complaining about it, like why, like why not save that money? Like we're just such savers and like so frugal that I remember always saying that. And one of my the bankers that I worked with was like, you don't understand a lot of the, the, these people like that money spent, yeah, <laughs> and they're paying it back when the money comes. Well, what annoys me about like the bank run with people freaking out is like the money is insured, like yeah, FDIC. So people freaking out just creates more problems. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, it's people. like the same same thing with toilet paper. When people oh are going God. out and buying 900 packages of toilet paper, and then I everyone else about- is like, oh no, there's no toilet paper. I need to get some too. And like, then everyone's panic buying toilet paper. It's just a weird thing about like humanity. Two things I always think about, like it still kills me. And I know your dad wasn't like trying to be funny. But like we were talking about it because like we didn't not none neither neither of our families and us included like neither of us like panic bought toilet paper, but we did we're running low and it was like f- like frustrating to be like I literally don't have any backup because I didn't overbuy and yeah. I can't find any and I just remember your dad being like I don't get it COVID doesn't cause diarrhea and I like died so much because it was like it's true like why <laughs> why is this I don't think anyone knows. I don't, I don't think anyone still knows. I don't know. But you can't fully say you don't get the panic buying thing. Because I was working at the bank on like the day that everything was shutting okay, down. Okay, this was different, bro. And I remember you needed to go to Costco because I think we were having my family over that night for my sister's birthday. And I was like, can you pick up this and this from Costco? And then... I go to lunch and you had texted me like, I'm so sorry. I bought so much stuff. And I was like, what? And I get home and you're like, it was crazy there. And I think it was like overcast that day too. So it like. It felt was, like in times, dude. And you were like, you panic bought so much stuff that like. I got swept up. I was like, we don't need this. Like you bought a case of water. We have reverse osmosis. You got like a bunch of the jugs of like almond milk. We don't drink almond milk. You got like a case of uh, like black beans <laughs> and i was like why did you panic by all this i got stuff? swept up you got swept up in the it was panic. chaos dude because i think everyone was going on a, a, on a run yeah everyone I, I think that happened with the bank and during covid too because i remember we pulled some money out of the bank like just in case yeah we didn't pull out a ton just like a little like well if we need to like we need to get by like pay like if things like i don't know like a couple like a month's worth of bills or something so we'll see what happens hopefully uh hopefully the whole financial institution doesn't collapse yeah we're insured famous last words <laughs> <laughs> let's snippet this right um well that is encouraging should we hop into the post <laughs> we shall all right am i the a-hole for forwarding my brother his wife's texts my 29 female brother, Todd, 33 male, is married to Haley, 31 female. They have a 10-month-old son, Josh. My family moved in Switzerland when we were young, but Todd went back to the U.S. for college, which is where he met Haley, and they've since moved back to Switzerland when Haley got pregnant. Since Haley and Todd got married, and especially since she gave birth, Haley has been trying to involve my mother and me in her and Todd's relationship. She started texting my mother when she and Todd would disagree, asking my mother her opinion or if she could talk to Todd on her behalf. My mother was very uncomfortable with this. My mother was happy to ha- was happy to help out with anything to do with adjusting to living in a different country, but she really didn't want to get involved in Haley and Todd's relationship. Then Haley started texting me. She would get in a disagreement with Todd and text me the next day asking me to come to her house to talk about it or ask me for advice. I said I was not getting involved in my brother's marriage and that it was inappropriate, but that didn't stop her. She started showing up to my mother's house unannounced and even once tried to get in my apartment. 
We've all separately spoken to Todd about this many times, and he said he'll talk to her about it, but nothing changes. A few days ago, I got a call from Haley. She was screaming and sobbing so loudly that my sales assistant could hear her, even though she wasn't on speakerphone. When I ended up, what I ended up getting, being able to understand was that Todd. Uh, sorry, she like mistyped something. Uh, was that Todd about money and had changed his credit card details and said she was upset. She wanted me to talk to him, but I told her I was not getting involved in this and I was sick of her trying to drag me into her marriage. I told her from that now on, any messages or information shared with me would be passed along to Todd because I was done and hung up. She tried to call me back, but I didn't pick up. Then a barrage of texts started coming through. I forwarded them all to Todd and told him his stuff needs to stay on his plate, not ours. We're sick of her behavior. Todd apologized and said he'd do something about it. That evening, I got a long text from Haley saying she can't believe I forwarded her messages to Todd and that I betrayed her confidence and that I was a terrible person for never helping her with anything. I just forwarded that message to Todd too. Since then, I haven't heard from her and neither has my mother. I was at lunch with my friends yesterday, all of whom, all of whom who know about the background of this, and they said that while I definitely should have made sure that Todd handled it, I probably shouldn't have forwarded him, forwarded him the messages immediately, and that I did betray Haley's trust. I don't think I did, considering I warned her that I would do that, but and she didn't stop. I've also been speaking to Todd, and this has caused mayhem in their household. So now I'm feeling bad because that wasn't my intention. Am I the a-hole? And then she edited, read the credit card information and comments about Todd. He didn't change his credit card information. Haley attempted to make a large purchase on his card that got flagged as suspicious, and the card was blocked. Todd has never restricted Haley's access to money, particularly as Haley has her own cards and savings accounts. Nothing Haley has ever said about Todd makes us think there's anything more serious going on, and I've seen with my own eyes a copy of the statement. I know what the charge was for. It was for a large personal purchase, nothing for Haley, nothing that was a necessity for Haley or the baby. Oof. Family drama. That was kind of a longer one. That's tough. That's such a like I mean, I get weird it. predicament to be in. Like, I wonder what Haley's family situation is like. I want to say I would be like a big person like that, being and be like, no, I don't want to get involved. But I know myself, and I'd be like, mm, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> what marriage problems? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I do feel like it's got to be like, I don't know, annoying though. Yeah, because it's not like their. It's not like, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I mean, it's not any better, but I think it's different when people like vent and when people are like wanting you to get involved. Yeah. It sounds like she's wanting them to get involved and like step in. Cause could you imagine like you texting my sisters, like problems you had about me? Yeah. Like that would be weird. Can you talk to her about this? (laughs) Yeah. It'd be super weird. Talk to them yourself (laughs) or your partner. This is your, your deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, OP did give fair warning. Like, if you don't stop, I'm sending all these messages to your brother. She fired to, a warning shot, bro. To your husband. She fired a warning shot right at her feet. Said, you step one more step forward. <laughs> and then 
called her bluff, dude. She did. And then I'm dead at her sending a long text like, how dare you do that to my, like, send that to my husband. And then forwarded that. Forwarded that. <laughs> Such a Chad move. Very risky. Well, not risky, but I just would not have the courage to do that. It sounds like the marriage has had issues before this all happened. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it sounds like this has been going on a lot. Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't a one-off. Like she called her. It's like she's been trying she's been to doing this forever. get them involved for a long time. And they're like repeatedly telling her like, we he, don't want this. <laughs> this is our boundary. Please stop. Um, I think too, like I, what I was saying, like, I wonder what her like family situation is like. Cause I don't know why you wouldn't just like event to, well, I don't know. It is more interesting that she's like venting to like his family about yeah. him. But I think we've always kind of had that, like, I remember seeing something when we were planning our wedding and we've kind of just like, kind of talked about it. It's just kind of an unspoken thing, but we've both like talked about how we agreed, like if we have any problems with each other, like that kind of like stays between us, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like if I have a problem with you, I'm going to tell you about it Right. versus like my family or your family because it's not... Like our relationship is our business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not like, not like we're trying to be like secretive or anything, but just like, I remember seeing something when we were engaged and I was like looking at wedding planning stuff. And it was like this, like advice for people that are getting married. That was basically saying like, if you like, be careful who you vent to about your spouse, because while it might be like nothing to you, like your family is going to remember that and hold that as like their opinion of your spouse mm-hmm. or something, something to that effect. Like it your family, like and it can affect your family's like image. Of yeah. Your spouse. Like you'll, you're quicker to forgive your spouse, but your family is not. So like, be careful what you say about your spouse to your family. And I remember always being like, Oh, that's quite wise. Cause it's true. Like you could be frustrated with your spouse in the moment about something, but yeah like write it down and throw it away or talk to your spouse about it because sometimes yeah and i don't think it's bad to like if you're like actually going through something yeah i don't think it's bad to like ask your family for advice you know what i mean yeah but but this was more like venting stuff like frustration or like if you're having problems like mm -hmm. trivial stuff you know and it's not her family, which, like you said, also makes it like, somewhat weird. weird. Her, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, if you need advice, like maybe I don't know if she has friends or family, but I think it would be more appropriate to like go to them. Yeah, because they they're closer. Know her better. And yeah, like you said, I don't know. I've never been. I just would feel bad if I talked crap about you to like right. to my friends or family. Yeah, we. I feel like we don't really we talk about each other to other people in more of a positive light. Cause it's like, I don't know. One, I don't really have anything bad to say about you. <laughs> but if I have like frustrations, like we're pretty good at like talking to each other about it. Yeah. Because I would hate to be like frustrated about something and like complain to my family and then like always have that in the back of their mind. Right. I'm like 
harbor resentment because of a day I was frustrated about something. Yeah. Cause, and then that sucks. That like poisons the well for your yeah. spouse. Yeah. And that would, and it's like, they might not even know why. Yeah. It's like, oh, you freaking aired all this dirty, dirty laundry about me. And yeah. Cause it's me. like, are you telling your spouse, Hey, I complained about you, <laughs> my family. Yeah. I've pretty much just been complaining about you for the past 10 years. Maybe that's why they don't like you. I've seen some posts like that too, like of like people being like, I don't know why my like my girlfriend's friends don't like me, and then like they find out after they break up that like any like trivial complaint the girlfriend had was just like telling her girlfriends about it. I wonder if it's harder for different personality types because both of us have the personality type where like like we let stuff roll over our back pretty easily. Yeah. But I know there's probably some people that need to like talk about it and vent more than us. Yeah. I think I have a, like, well, I have a journal that you gave me years ago. And if I'm ever feeling like particularly frustrated with life in general, our daughter, me, you, <laughs> um, I see you scribbling there. I know I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just having a hard day. You know, I don't want to burden anyone. I'll just like write in my journal to get it out. And then I'll burn it after. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dead. Um, um, yeah. I wouldn't say she's the a-hole. I don't think she's the a-hole at all. If she didn't fire that warning shot. Like, yeah, if she hadn't That would have been a different story. But the fact that she was like, listen. I've had enough. Don't do this. If you do this again, I'm going to forward it to my brother. And she did. She followed through on her word. She was trying to remain Switzerland, as you would. Because mm-hmm. they're in Switzerland, get it? I get it. All right. All right, next. Next. Am I the a-hole for leaving a wedding to eat McDonald's? Mm. No. <laughs> I love McDonald's. It's so good. All right. That's where I'm at. Hi, I'm a female and I'm 25. Recently, my colleague, who is a 31-year-old female, invited me to her wedding, which happened yesterday. I was super excited and happy for her. Just in case, I asked her if there was any guest fees. She said, no, you don't have to pay me anything. On the day itself, everything went well until the reception, dinner time. To my shock, I was presented with a wedding menu that had prices on it. For example, steak, $50. Everything was ridiculously expensive, including the vegetarian options. At first, I wanted to question her because, well, she lied to me that I wouldn't have to pay for anything. But it was her wedding, and I didn't want to spoil her day by embarrassing her in front of everyone. However, the only other option was to simply not eat, and as I didn't bring enough money for both a meal and a ride back. But this was completely unfavorable as I had skipped my lunch to save space for the wedding meal and was pretty hungry. Suddenly, I remembered that I saw a McDonald's about five minutes away from the hotel. As tactfully as I could, I asked the bride if I could make a quick stop to McDonald's as I didn't bring enough money for the reception meal. I said that I'd be back in time for the gift ceremony and cake. I thought she'd agree, but to my horror, she got really upset. She said that she put in so much effort to get this Michelin star restaurant service, yet I was still wasn't happy that I was trying to bring her down by saying that I'd rather eat McDonald's. Alarmed, I said that I didn't mean it in that way. I just didn't have the cash for it. 
She then said scoffing, saying, Well, whose fault is that? Although I was trying to keep in my anger, those words really pissed me off. So I told her, You were the one that lied that I didn't need to pay anything. Getting angry as well, she repeated, What I meant was there was no attendance fee. You literally assumed that you'd get a free five-course dinner. Wow, you're cheaper than I thought. With a glare, she asked me to leave her wedding. I did so. Stumdruck. What? Struck dumb and rather hurt. I would. I always said it is dumbstruck. I think it is dumbstruck. And on my way home, I grabbed a Big Mac. LOL. <laughs> Back at home, I told my boyfriend everything and asked if I was an a-hole. He thought it was a funny story and said that I was an a-hole. If I didn't have the money, I could always pay her back later. In his exact words, he said, you chose the wrong time to be stingy. My other friends agree as well, saying that it was not tactful of me for doing this at the wedding. And although she lied, I should have just brushed it off instead of dampering her happy spirits. After hearing their opinions, I felt quite guilty and embarrassed. However, that one little part of me still thinks that was justified because one, she lied to me and two, publicly humiliated me. Please help me out. Am I the a-hole? Bro, that's weird. I've never been. Have you ever had to pay? No. For food? We were just, we were talking about like wedding etiquette with my sister the other day. And we were saying how like, that's typically like, I feel like it's not a known thing though. Like if wedding etiquette is typically like the bride and groom pays for everyone's meal and in return you get them a gift equal to or greater than the cost of the plate yeah. of food. Like so, if, like I'll choose of, when I want to go to a, get a Michelin star restaurant, yeah. you know, and I'll save up for it. I feel like that's like a known thing. Like I've never been to a wedding where it's like you have to pay. I mean, for drinks, yeah, that makes sense. But like the food is typically included. Yeah. It's not like. I've been to a wedding where they didn't have food. Yeah, we left. <laughs> we did. What's the point of this? I think they had like a candy bar. Yeah. And I was like, it's seven o'clock at night. I have not eaten dinner. I will be leaving. It feels more cheap on the the people that are hosting the party. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just weird that like... Like how did she go out of her way? Did she have to pay some type of money for them just to be there and then have guests pay too? And I don't get like how that wasn't anywhere on the invitation. Yeah. I never have that much like, cash Like I feel like me. you have to have... You have to give your guests a warning because it's not give normal. Give them a heads up. Like, hey, we're going to be having a service that you have to pay for for dinner. Yeah. Like, and then stingy me is like, okay, cool. That'll be my gift is my attendance to this wedding. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the gift, me eating at your wedding. Yeah. I'm dead at like a couple things. One, I love McDonald's, so I get it. Delicious. And two, why did you tell her like, "Hey, I'm gonna leave real quick and get McDonald's"? I know. No, I would just, just sneak out. I would just snuck out, ate eat in the big, car real quick. Yeah, ate my Big Mac. And if anyone questions diarrhea, <laughs> no one ever follows up on that. Yeah, I just feel like yeah, I would have just eaten my meal and come back quietly. Like yeah, no one would have seen you leave. You you drew more attention to yourself by asking if it was okay. You come back, there's like some Big Mac sauce on your lip. Hold on. <laughs> we didn't have Big Macs tonight. <laughs> that was on the menu. <laughs> also, like, I think that, like, we're just cheap people in general. So I couldn't imagine if we went to a wedding and we saw, like, $50 a plate. I feel like 
We probably would have left. Well, here's the thing. So sorry. Our daughter, we have to go. For me, it's about like planning. Yeah. Like if they had announced it and I had like prepared myself and planned for it, it you know what I mean? And yeah. like budgeted, I would have been like, cool. But when it's like a surprise. The worst and kind it's of like, surprise. Uh-uh, I, I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I am dead at the boy for being like, you picked the wrong time to be stingy. It's like, well, I wasn't planning on having to drop $50 in addition to a gift. Well, then what are you supposed to do if you don't have the cash? Yeah. Hey, can you spot me and I'll pay you back later? I know. It's just weird. Well, like and how does said, that work? Yeah. Like, is it... Do they just take cash? Do they take card? I have questions. I want to know. I'm dying at her, like, still grabbing the Big Mac on her way home. <laughs> I wonder how close she was to this person. It was a oh, colleague. Oh, it was a colleague. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be awkward. I guess. You're going to have to work with that. Keep working with that person. Hey, Sally. <laughs> I wonder if any other, like, colleagues were invited. I don't know. Oh, I mean, there's tensions are high on wedding days. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it just sucks that she got so mad at that. Also, like, like what the heck? Good. What the heck is an attendance fee? I've never heard of that either. Like, I just met you. You didn't have to pay to attend. Like, who do you think you are? Did I ask that? Who do you think you are? This isn't the Met Gala. <laughs> are there any other fees I'm going to have to pay that night? Yeah. You said no. So And dumb. then the fact that she humiliated her. I know. Like. Slap the cake I off the table. You don't have to pay to attend the wedding. You assumed you were getting a free dinner. Well, yeah, everyone who goes to a wedding assumes they're getting a free dinner. Yeah. Everyone who goes to a wedding is assuming that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just strange. I mean, we've been to some nice weddings. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's like, you're inviting people. That's like when we did the one post and they were making people pay for like the Thanksgiving meal. You remember that one? No. It was like, he, uh, I think it was hit the girl's like boyfriend's family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they always ask yeah. their guests to pay. And then she like brought her, like asked to bring her own food or something. I don't remember what happened, but it feels like that. Yeah. It's like, hold on. You invited me. Yeah. I'm already taking time out of my day to be here. And now I'm going to have to take money out of my wallet. <laughs> I'm out. And for that reason. Yeah, so, yeah, I am going to say not the a hole. Agreed. Too funny. Truly horrifying. Just a twofer having to pay for a, a wedding meal and then getting publicly, humili publicly humiliated. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would never ask, especially on someone's wedding day. Hey, do you mind if I step out real quick? Hey, I'm so sorry to interrupt the photos here. Um, <laughs> really hungry. Food's too expensive. I saw McDonald's down the road. I'll be right back. I'll eat in the car. I'll eat as fast as I can. What would be worse? Like, what's worse, though, her telling her or coming back and bringing the McDonald's back to the table? Well, you wouldn't bring it back. You'd eat in the car real quick. I can see myself doing it, actually. <laughs> I, I can see too. myself, like, angrily walking to the car, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Both, <Hot> of liar. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us venting in the car super loudly, yelling, eating our Big Macs, going back to the wedding. Big Mac sauce spraying onto the windshield. <laughs> I can't believe that. 
thing going back to the wedding acting as if nothing had happened. Hey, hey. beautiful wedding. Wow. Food delicious, right? Michelin star. Mmm. Great price. <laughs> it is such a us move. It is. <laughs> Glad I prepared. You knew about it too. Cool. <laughs> You're killing me. Okay. Next post. If I can get through it. Okay. Am I the a-hole for not including my brother's girlfriend on a family trip? Throw away account because my brother knows my main and I have not mentioned this to him yet. My younger brother is 18. I am 33 and I've lived abroad since I was 23. I wanted to go on a holiday with my family, parents, husband, our two kids, and brother since we haven't been able to go for a while. And because if I go visit them at home, then the whole visit becomes about catching up with other people and I don't get quality time with them. We decided to go to Paris during my brother's Easter break from school and all of us adults coordinated our annual leave around it. I guess my brother told his girlfriend of maybe 18 months or so and I started getting messages from her all excited about the trip. I asked her what she meant and she said she was so excited to go. I texted my brother to ask if he had told her she was coming too and he said no, he'd only told her that he was going. So I messaged her back and politely said that it's a family holiday or family only holiday and I'm sure my brother would bring her back a souvenir, but unfortunately she won't be coming with us. She started swearing at me and called me a selfish rich C-U-N-T and that she is family and I should be treating her too. I've met her like twice. I don't know her, but yes, I acknowledge that she's with my brother. Am I the a-hole for not taking her too? Dang, she threw out the see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Why would you... Why would you, first of all, just like assume you're going? Well, if you haven't gotten like an explicit invitation. I I think... I don't think she assumed she was going. I think she was trying to to guilt guilt her way in. Like you throw out the I'm so excited. It's a little bit harder for them to be like... Yeah, that's true. A little manipulative. Oh, super manipulative. And to be like, I don't know, to not back down, to just dig in further, insult them. Rule number one, never assume. Never assume. You got to, it sounds like, I mean, I wish there was more information here because I want to know what happened next with her and his brother. Well, she hasn't told her brother yet. That's what she said at the top of the post. She used to throw away because she haven't, hasn't mentioned it to him yet. So oh, it says he, ha- he hasn't mentioned it to his brother. What? It says throw away count because my brother knows my main and I haven't mentioned this to him yet. But I don't know if his girlfriend has talked to him yet. I don't think she would incriminate herself like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Hey, I called your sister the C word because she wouldn't pay for my trip to Paris. <sighs> I think that as far as the communication has gone, she probably just asked her brother like, hey, did you tell your girlfriend she's coming too? And he was like, no. Yeah. And then. Interesting. But I wonder if there's been other conversations yeah. about that. And it's weird like. That like, well, why can't I go? Yeah. I I do and I don't get it. Like I, they have been together 18 months. It's like a year and a half. That's not nothing. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't assume I was getting yeah. paid for. 
if it's serious, like, it, I wouldn't say it was abnormal for her to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's like a really serious thing. But it's like, you are just boyfriend and girlfriend. And, and it's not your choice. Yeah. And it's like, it seems like OP is paying for everyone. Right. So. We did stuff separate. Like when we were just dating. Yeah. Like you and did stuff with your family. Yeah. And it wasn't like assumed that I was invited. Yeah. Normally it was around holidays, like going out to my extended family. Yeah. But. Yeah. Like it wouldn't have been weird if I went, but I wasn't like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wasn't nuking relationships. Right. Over it. Well. I don't think that. Do you think that, uh, is the, is Opie a boy or a girl? It doesn't say, well, I'm going to assume a female cause they have a husband and two kids, but. Where does it say that? Oh yeah. But they could have adopted. Good job, detective. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Hold on. Paragraph three, line seven. It says that um, her husband was born in France, so I'm assuming. Haha. -ha. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think they're the a-hole for not taking them her too, especially after that insult. Like, I don't think I'd be like, okay, you know what? You changed my mind. I'm paying you for you. You can't come back from us to you next Tuesday. Yeah. You can't. There's no take backsies on that. Just. Maybe if she had sent like, well, that's kind of selfish. LOL. Yeah. Like that's one thing. I'd be like, ah, okay, but you're still not coming. <laughs> but you throw out a see you next Tuesday. Yeah. There's no take back. Yeah. That relationship is forever tainted. That's a little boy. You know what I mean? That's a little boy and big man getting dropped. Yeah. I don't. I'm dead. Someone said, not the a-hole. As soon as your brother clarified to you that he hadn't invited her, it was clear that she was either delusional or manipulative. The fact that she swore at you when you let her know it's a family trip makes it clear which one. The audacity of this girl to think someone she's met twice is going to foot the bill for her to take a 10-day trip abroad is astounding to me. Would you tell your brother at this point? Like, that seems like a red flag. I feel bro. like I would. I'd be like, hey, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Like, I had asked you earlier if you had invited them because they texted me making it seem as though they thought they were coming. And when I clarified it was just family trip, some really harsh things were said. And then if they asked what harsh things, I would definitely tell them. It rhymes with hunt. <laughs> <laughs> crazy not the a-hole not the oh no what happened this next post got removed did it really it got removed by the mods oh man i usually always check as that happened once uh you can probably like recap it though if you wanted to i don't really like not that i don't remember but basically i guess i'll kind of recap it <coughs> Or we can just do the next post. It involved salting dishes. Yeah, so they asked if they're the a-hole for over-salting their brother-in-law's food. And I can't remember all of it, but basically, like, they were saying that they would cook meals for um, 
the family and it always bothered them that their brother-in-law would not taste the food and just just salted up super salt the plate and um so then they had made or i think a couple of people had made comments that it wasn't salty enough or something so then the next time they cooked for the family they had added like a really copious it was well seasoned it was well seasoned they added a lot of salt and then they had told the whole family before like serving the plates because i guess they like op had like made everyone's plate and like served them and they had said like hey just so you guys know i super salted this one like it's pretty well seasoned so taste it first before you add any seasoning to it because i added extra this time and the brother-in-law was like i know how i like my food and then like completely like drenched it in salt and then took a bite and almost gagged because it was so salty (laughs) and got mad at op and he's like hey i told you to like I'm dead because there's a quote like I'm going through the comments right now and someone like quoted something out of the post it said if he doesn't want to eat my food anymore that's his choice but I did not target him I warned him of the extra salt in the dish I asked him to just try one bite before he added the salt and he chose to ignore and dismiss me it's not my fault and I'm not going to apologize it's so funny that this post got removed it doesn't seem like that flamboyant I know it does. It was like such a like mediocre post that because it's hard to find like it's hard to find posts that like not to like get into what I'm like scour for, but a lot there's always a lot of wedding stuff. There's always a lot of like family drama. There's always a lot of like like there's leading, a lot of similar similar threads. similar tones so it's hard to be like okay well we did a lot of weddings last week like let's not do that this time okay we did some co-worker drama last time let's not do it this you know what i mean like yep. trying not to be too repetitive so i was like this is a cooking one we haven't done like food in a minute i will say shout out to papa Thoreau, my papa that boy loves salt yeah. And he kind of does. He's guilty of the same thing. <laughs> like anytime we cook, if I cook, no matter who cooks, like he doesn't taste the food. He just grabs the salt and go to town. And we've like joked before. Yeah. Like we should make a dish that's salty and, and see, see if, if he, he notices. Notices, But we wouldn't do it actually. No, I, I don't feel like messing with people's food. There's also a prank that I saw on TikTok that I was dying at. And it was like, like to see, I don't know, but like you basically put like a full like spoon of salt on like a, like you put a spoon and you cover, like put a bunch of salt in it and like they were like making chili or something and they just like dipped it a little bit so it looked like it was like a taste of chili. And they're like, here, try it. And it was just like a mouthful of salt <laughs> and like the husband and the son both were like mm, yeah it's good but they were like fighting like gagging <laughs> but they didn't want to start any drama and it killed me that's so funny but um i, I don't know <laughs> it's hard to say because i we didn't give the whole post but i would say if he did indeed indeed like warn everyone to try it before they tasted it and it was like well seasoned like it was edible for everyone else yeah Without, Without being adding. extra salted. I think you're not in the a-hole. Yeah. Oh, I found the post. What? It's like hidden in the comments. Sometimes they'll do that. The mods will do that. They'll like copy. 
All right, let's read it. Go for <laughs> it's, it. It's yours. Oh, is it mine? I, yeah. Uh, I'll read the next one. You do this one. Okay. I, 29 male, love to cook, and even more so when I'm cooking for other people. I also am the kind of person who likes to be good at everything I do, so I put in a lot of effort into cooking and always ask for feedback so I can make it better next time. The one thing I ask is that whoever I'm cooking for takes one bite before adding anything to it for two reasons. One, I want to know how my cooking turned out, and two, it's kind of rude to assume someone's cooking is lacking before you try it. I understand that everyone... I understand that people have different tastes and palates and I wouldn't ask them to not put in any more salt or pepper or other seasonings after they try it. I just ask for one bite so I can get actual feedback. My brother-in-law, 36 male, doesn't agree with me on this and when I've asked him to just try it before adding any salt, he gets heated and says he knows what he likes and he should be able to do whatever, do what he wants with his food. I fully understand and support him eating his food the way he likes, truly. But at the end of the day, how does he know whether or not I've salted my food enough if he doesn't take a bite first? Like I said, I'm always trying to improve, so I make changes dependent on people's feedback. So the recipes change every time I make them, adding a little bit here and taking away a little bit there. So there's not a way for him to know how my next dish is going to come out. I also don't cook for him all that often, maybe once or twice a month when the whole family is over. Anyway, the last time I cooked for the family, I made sure to put extra salt in because that was the feedback I got last time. I made that specific dish. Another thing to note is my brother-in-law adds salt to all his food, and it's always a substantial amount of salt. When I serve brother-in-law his plate, yes, he can serve himself. I just like to put in the extra effort into the presentation. I told him that I added more salt than usual, so he should have a try. He should try it before he adds salt. He said, I'll do whatever I want with my own food, thanks, and just brush me off. We sat down to eat, and he immediately starts salting his food like usual. Everyone else is trying it and saying it's really good. They give me a solid 8 out of 10. I specifically ask for a rating on a scale of 1 to 10. Brother-in-law takes a bite and makes a face. He's very fair, and so it really shows when he's irritated because he gets really red, and he was as red as a brick. I asked him what was wrong with it, and he accused me of oversalting his food on purpose so that he'd ruin his food when he added more salt. Here's where I may be the a-hole. I responded by saying that maybe if he had tried the food first, then he wouldn't have oversalted it himself by adding more salt. He got pretty salty, pun intended, over what I said, and my sister called me petty for messing with someone else's food. Now he's refusing to eat what I cook. My mom is a peacekeeper, so she's telling me to apologize, and my dad doesn't think I did anything wrong. So am I the a-hole? Here's the thing. If all the dishes were identical, he didn't mess with his food. Yeah. If he, like, specifically, specifically oversalted yeah. his dish before he added the salt, that would have been an a-hole move. Yeah. And I think Reddit sometimes has, like, a big thing on, like, any sort of thing that looks like food tampering. Like, I feel like Reddit's big on, like... You don't mess with people's food. You're the a-hole. Like, I don't know what, what his brother-in-law is like outside of this, but just from this post, it sounds like his brother's like kind of a D, like a D-I-C-K. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he sounds like he is. I got it. Thanks. Yeah. Like, why are you being a jerk about it? Like, what's the harm in just trying it? It seems like even though, like, no matter how OP writes this, it seems like this has been bugging him for a while. And he's like, here's a way to, maybe I'm just being silly. Good but, on you, dude. But it seems like this has been bothering him for a while, how his brother-in-law acts. So he's like, here's a way I, I can get him without getting him, you know? Yeah. 
But also at the same time, it's like if you had just taken a bite, you would have seen that it was perfectly seasoned. Yeah. Yeah. I am also like someone that doesn't add anything. Like I trust that the person that cooked the food knows how to season. I'm, and I'm also very sensitive to salt. We like, have I like don't. a salt and pepper shaker to use like as salting, like when we're cooking. Yeah. But we um, never bring it to the table. I, yeah. I'm never, I never salt, like salt my food. No. Very rarely. Also, there has been a time where I've like oversalted something on yeah. accident. And it's like, toss it. it yeah. <laughs> you can't come back <laughs> from that. I don't know. I'm very sensitive to salt. So I don't. I don't like a lot of salt on things. Remember when you made hamburger helper with breakfast sausage? Oh, that was it the was worst. So uh, it was so gross. It was the one of the grossest. It things was the ever grossest had. thing, and I was like, I am so upset about this, and threw it away. And <laughs> you I was just, like, I'm not wasting this. <laughs> I'm making ten dollars an hour. You muscled through. Oh yeah, I muscled through. All right, last post here. Am I the a hole for undermining my sister's parenting? My husband and I are child-free. We always wanted kids, but it never worked out. So instead, we focused on career, travel, and being the best aunt and uncle to our various nieces and nephews. My sister, quotes Sally, lives closest to us and has three children, quotes Jane, Mary, and John. Sally is a single mother and has always been a bit tougher on her kids than I would have been, but I fully accept that she has the right to raise them as she saw fit. One of Sally's biggest parenting tenants was that at the age of 18, her kids needed to start paying rent or move out. Jane and Mary both worked very hard in school, sports, and both go to colleges and went to live in dorms, so no issues there. John, on the other hand, has always struggled academically due to various learning disabilities. He didn't prepare ahead of turning 18, and Sally applied some tough love by demanding he pay back rent or be evicted after six months of not working or paying rent. I felt that this was overkill, so I invited John to stay with me for free of charge. John accepted my offer eagerly and finished high school under my roof. He has since started training as an electrician and continues to live with us. We have never asked him for a cent, but he voluntarily chooses to do chores around the house and dog sits when we travel. We love having him around and he seems happy. Sally, however, has gone ballistic. She claims that we are enabling him to be lazy and that by offering him a free place to stay, we denied him the chance to learn how to survive on his own. We recently rehashed the fight at a family gathering and Sally pointed out that now John has learned that instead of being independent, he can just, quotes, mooch off others' kindness. Mary agrees with her mother and Jane took my side. Sally was especially hurt because she feels that I'm playing mother to John and demonizing her by saying that she was too harsh. And then there's some more information. Thank you for the kind words. I'm happy to host John for as long as he needs and as long as he wants to stay with two old people. I do, however, want to clarify some things based on assumptions I've seen in the comments about my sister and nieces. Um, Jane and Mary are both significantly older than John, so my memory might fail me, but I believe both of them paid rent about $50 a month through babysitting. Mary had minimal loans due to a full athletic scholarship and was able to pay them off with a very successful career after college. I understand why she's siding with Sally. Sally's parenting worked very well for her and had the intended outcome. Jane attended college on partial scholarship for academics and is currently finishing a PhD. 
her husband very generously was able to not only pay off her loans, but cover tuition for her academic endeavors. Personally, I find it hypocritical that Sally doesn't consider Jane to be mooching, but maybe I'm not privy to those conversations. Finally, in fairness to Sally, I should point out that John also had some troubles with the law and drugs under her roof that I believe pushed her to a point of frustration. He's also dropped out of school after turning 18 and was taking some time to figure things out. He enrolled in online high school when he moved in with me, which I encouraged him to do and paid for. I think he's a good kid who just needs some extra love, but I understand why Sally felt she had to do something dramatic. This is tough because like... I'm all for giving kids like boundaries and like, yeah, I don't love tough love. Like, I don't know. But... I feel like your job as a parent is to give your provide your child love and comfort and security and to be like you have an expiration date of when I'm going to take care of you like yeah kind of sucks you know I think that approach can and does work for some people and some personalities like obviously it worked well for her first kid yeah and the second kid was you know able to get a partial scholarship but then her husband paid off all her loans and stuff you know what I mean yeah but then there's some kids that like, maybe that's not working and you need a different approach and they're going to need a little bit of extra love. Yeah. And like, I think it was cool that he had an aunt and uncle that he was able to get that from. Cause at a point you just keep piling on and piling on and piling on and he's going to get to a point like, like, you know, why try? Yeah. Like I'm so far behind. It's, it's just, discouraging. It's discouraging. I'll just go live on the freaking street. Yeah. And like, in a way, it's like, well, you did say pay rent or move out, and he moved out. So, yeah, who are you to say? Like, I don't know. Like, I get, I get um, Sally's frustration. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, if he's he's eighteen, he can so make his own de- that decisions. He, like, he turned eighteen while in high school. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you need to move out or pay rent while you're still in high school. Like what? Yeah. I don't know. Seems a little harsh to me, but. Sounds like homie needs some love. Yeah. A little, I don't know. I don't think a one size fits all approach like really works with like parenting. I feel like kids are different. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you need to adjust Right. Adapt, react, readapt, apt. Michael Scott. Yeah, I don't know. This one, I would say that they're not the a-hole. No, I don't think they're the a-hole. Like, well, I think that's pretty cool that what they did. And I think it just goes to show, like, like that John just needed a little bit of extra, like, love and comfort. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, he got, like, a... He moved into an environment where... They gave him encouragement and room to grow and you know what I mean? And he's contributing without being asked and like doing stuff around the house and enrolling in online high school and finished after he had dropped out. I wonder like what her demand is for rent. You know what I mean? I know. I wonder what it was for John because it seemed like it was only $50 and it was like like through babysitting. Yeah. So... Because I think it's worth pointing out that, like, times have changed. Yeah. Like, it's way harder. Like, it's 
I mean, I'm sure it's always been hard, but I feel like it's way harder to like make it on your own. For sure. Now, like working a minimum wage job. Like I, I see like what rents are right now. Oh and my I'm gosh. like, Ooh. I know. I think that like, cause when we moved out, we, our apartment was like not a great apartment, but it wasn't like the worst apartment ever. Mm-hmm. And I think we were paying like six twenty, six eighty a month for a one bedroom apartment. And now that same apartment's probably like nine hundred dollars. Yeah. Which is wild. For a one bedroom sketch pad. <laughs> one of our dogs was dreaming and wagging. I thought someone was knocking at the door, but then I turned around and it was just Toby wagging his tail. Yeah. I I hear people at work telling me that they like either rent a town home or rent like a two bedroom apartment that's like not super sketchy. Like it's probably not top of the line, but and like I'm hearing anywhere from like two to three thousand a month. Yeah. I'm like, freak, bro. I know. It's more than our mortgage. We wouldn't have been able to make it when we got married. No. We wouldn't like we wouldn't have been able to buy a house. I know we got very lucky and blessed to have bought when we did because if we were to try to buy this house now, like I'm sure we could afford it, but it, our rent, our mortgage would be doubled. And our house is nice, but it's not that nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those it's, neighborhoods. It's like, quirky. Depending on if you're looking to the left or right, it's like, we're living in a pretty nice neighborhood. Oh, my God. Yeah. Call the police. <laughs> yeah. We do not live in an HOA, so it shows. Yeah. Shout out to the hoarders across the street. <laughs> <laughs> For real. That's not a joke. We actually do have hoarders <laughs> across the street. Very nice people. Very nice people. Uh, but, not the nicest house. Not yeah. the nicest thing to look at. Yeah, definitely an eyesore. Well, I would say I would agree with Reddit on this one. Not the a hole. Not the a hole. Sweet dude. Well, we'll uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll we'll have a more firm date on when our last podcast yeah, is going to we'll be. Talk, we'll try to do something special. We'll talk it over and see when we're gonna take a break i mean it's not like this takes a lot of time out of our weekend or anything but every hour counts every hour counts bro (laughs) (sighs) so it's nice to get some stuff prepped yeah awesome well love you guys love you guys see you next week Bye. bye